Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. This is your host, Sharon Lynn Wyatt, and I am so excited about our guest tonight. That is Tamisa Lydon. She's the author of Smart Living for Seniors, How to Make the Best of the Rest. Now, she's a concierge relator, and you would say, okay, Sharon, why are you putting on a relator that works in one area of the country when all of us are spread all over everywhere? And this is what I'm going to tell you. Tomisa speaks at on senior real estate and relocation. She's spoken at NASDAQ, at the Harvard Club in Boston, at Coca-Cola in Atlanta, at Mercedes-Benz, at West Point, on ABC, at NBC, on CBS, on Fox TV news and talk shows. How does she get on all those places? You know, don't you want your business elevated so you can get out there and get on different places like Tomisa's been doing? Now, she's a real estate specialist for seniors. Now, isn't that what we all want to be? We all want to have a little niche somewhere, okay? Because that little niche is what you get known for. So often, we try to broaden it out. and We want to be everything for everybody. But it's the little niche that gets you known. Just like Tomisa is known for real estate specializing for seniors, I'm known for interpreting names. What are you known for? Can you say it in just a few words? Okay, so Tomisa uh, says that she is a smart sizing expert and she provides comprehensive one-stop location planning, move management, and real estate services so that seniors can enjoy the next, quote, living chapter of their life by creating a strategic plan. Now, she's got these little periods after plans, so you know that stands for something. Anyway, I can't wait for you all to meet Tomisa and all of her brilliant wisdom. Besides, she's just an incredible ball of fun. Tomisa, welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm always excited to be in any connection with you. So this is great. So I want to know, how did you decide to specialize with seniors instead of trying to serve the entire gambit? Oh, you know that I started out that way. I've been a realtor for almost two decades now, and I served anybody and everybody until about 10, 12 years ago when I was hanging out at the pool having fun. And those of you that do know me, especially Sharon, knows my motto in life is, if it's not fun, I'm done. And so I try everything I can and do everything I can to make sure there's fun in everything that I do. So there I was hanging around the pool having that fun, and my sister calls and says, you got to get to Mom and Daddy right now. Daddy's in the hospital. Mama's home alone. Well, Mama could not be home alone because Mama had Alzheimer's. So that was an immediate jump a flight and get to Mom and Daddy right away. And once I got there and realized how devastated the, devastating the situation was, I just vowed right then and there that I was going to help my parents make the best of the rest, no matter what it took and what I had to go through, hence the name of the book. <laughs> and, you know, they had been living alone for quite some time after my brother passed away, and they lived in San Antonio, and I lived in Phoenix, and my sister, uh, she was in Dallas at the time, but she'd been in um, Denver. And there was no one nearby. My dad had health issues. My mom, of course, Alzheimer's. And she'd been suffering with that a total of 14 years before she passed away. But he was being the caregiver for her. And she was being the caregiver for him. And it really wasn't working well. 
And what I observed every time I went to visit them was they their vibrance started diminishing. Their fun and laughter was eroded by just depression and loneliness and misery, even though they were side by side, holding hands, watching TV, and <laughs> and that was their life. They kind of lost touch with friends and some family, and it was really sad to think that it had to take a crisis to get us to go, okay, we're not going to take no for an answer on having a conversation about how you see your life in the next 10, 20, 30 years. They just never wanted to hear that and have a conversation about it. And that's one of the major points in my book is uh, the 60-40 rule. The 60-40 rule is basically when parents are in their 60s and the kids are in their 40s, it's time to let those conversations begin. You know the ones they don't want to hear about, how you've got to get powers of attorney and living trust and wills and all that stuff. And I get it. I never wanted to hear about the birds and the bees when the tables were turned. (laughs) But, you know, matter of the fact is we have to go through those conversations. So that's where I realized I was not the only baby boomer that was dealing with aging parents that were independent in their mind and thinking. And that generation is, you know, that's our greatest generation. And they kept things private. They didn't turn over, you know, their bank accounts or their information easily. And, you know, it was just time to say, hey, a lot of people are going through this. And to avoid a crisis, you have to have that conversation. You have to create a plan. So that's where it all started for me. <laughs> that is just amazing. You know, we have had that conversation with my kids even when they were in college. If something happens to your mom while you're at school, this is what you do. My 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 daughter used to say, I hated the death conversation that always came before I left for school. <laughs> But it was always and, like, and I get that. That's, who wants to have that death conversation? <laughs> <laughs> we just have to turn it around to the. That's why I call it the living chapter of your life. When you are getting um, older, you still have a living chapter of life left, and you can approach it with doom and gloom, and death and dying, or you can say, "How am I going to live this out to the fullest?" Right. Well, at that time, I was always concerned if mom passes away while you're in college. This is how you do things. You know, you put the money into your college education before you do anything else. You know, you finish that. And um, but my son was just here two weeks ago and we had that very conversation. And I love that 60 40 rule because he's 40 and I'm in my 60s. So it worked. And he well, was there like, you have it. It's time. <laughs> it's time to solidify that uh, conversation y'all started when they were in college. <laughs> and and he wanted to know, Mom, where are all the passwords for me to find them on the computer? And where do you have your will located? And where do you have, you know, because I always say it's in that drawer, it's in this drawer, it's whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. and then it, it's interesting, though, because he was then going to go meet with his dad and do the same thing. So mm-hmm. it, it's a great 60-40 rule that that's the time you really need to be talking about this. Okay. so You know, you sometimes offer- people have, go ahead. I was just going to say, you offer more than just selling a home and buying a home. So we want to talk about that next. But go ahead and say what you're going to say. Well, I was going to say, at 60 years old, people don't feel old and decrepit. So you can um, just kind of make light and fun of it and just talk about, hey, guys, family members, um, they're not 
um, mind readers. So we have to keep that in mind, that we just want, as the senior or the parent, to say, hey, by the way, this is how I see myself living in the next 10, 20, 30 years. So help me achieve that. And that's really what the adult child wants to do. They want to help you achieve it and attain it. They don't want to go in and, you know, steal your life and your freedom and your independence. And that's what I think most of us as seniors feel like we're losing our freedom and independence when actually we gain a lot of it because we unload all the responsibilities, if you will. (laughs) And um, gosh, why not do that, right? (laughs) As long as one of your kids is really responsible and and can handle all of that. You know, true. true. Okay, so I want to stop and take a call for a minute. And for those of you that would like to ask a question, because we're going to be going into business pretty soon and how she got where she's gotten and how you can do similar things. And I think that's really important. Um, First, I want to take the call from Pauline. And while Pauline's coming on the line, know that you can call 888-627-6008. If you have a question for Tomisa, it's 888-627-6008. And Pauline, welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. What question do you Hi, have for Tomisa? Hi, Tomisa. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm in the same, um, like, I got widowed five years ago, and um, th- there was money left, but it's not, like, right now accessible. So I'm actually, now at this age, I'm going to have to go back to into, I guess I really want to be an entrepreneur, and I really wanted to always wanted to be a real estate person. But there's so many real estate people out there, but I want to be an international, you know, like find properties that are international. Is that a specialty that that, that you know about? Well, there are international uh, realtors, and I am with Remax. Doesn't mean anyone, everyone has to be with Remax, but Remax is an international company. So, if you get your real estate license, then you find a brokerage that you want to hang your license. I would pick one of the brokerages, not a small town, you know, individual one, you know, owner type brokerage. Although, although they have their benefits, but I would select one that is in the international ranks of doing real estate. And then within REMAX, as as an example, because I'm there with REMAX, they have trainings and different um, seminars and coaching and, and some help in help in helping the individual agent secure and get to the level of uh, where they want to go. Now, if it's international, then you're going to be connecting with all the international agents and you're going to be studying more and getting um, your knowledge base uh, geared towards the international um, listings and the rules and regulations. But no matter what, you're, you're only going to be licensed in the state, more, like, more than likely. You'll be licensed in the state that you took your exam and passed your test. It's, it's a local test and it's a state exam. And you can refer in any part of the world um, another realtor to be the boots on the ground in that area uh, that has maybe the expertise in that area, but you then receive what's customary in real estate as a referral fee, which is typically 25% of the commission wow. that, that an agent you use receives. Your, gifts, your spiritual healing, I mean, your spiritual gifts that you've been given to help with helping people choose. I mean, if you really work on boots on the ground, let's say, let's say I decide to stay in, in the United States and I could, do you, I mean, there's not that many people that are, 
you know, like open to some of the spiritual, like people maybe use like like the names, you know, or the astrology, something to figure out where mm-hmm. they should move or something like that. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. we have more skills that we can tap into and tools than most people would have, even as a real estate person. You're, so you're absolutely right there. Careful. And when I, I've known Sharon just since October of last year, but I tell you, the knowledge that comes from what she has and how you can tap into what her expertise is helps you as an agent, if you become an agent, it helps you as an agent to, when you're looking to refer someone, Give Sharon the name. Retain her and give her the name of the agent that you're looking to work with. She wants us to study it. She wants to teach everybody. But, um, yeah, it's easier just to refer to people who are experts. Like, Sharon's an expert at this. Why would I bother? I I literally will interview agents in different states, um, not only at live functions when when we could do live functions and we were all present. I would I would seek out agents in all different states that I could kind of learn to uh, or learn about them and nurture with them and collaborate with them, so that when I refer someone, I don't want to just refer someone to anyone. I want to make sure they have the same integrity level I have and the same work ethic and will take care of whomever I refer them the way I would have taken care of them. So with knowing now how names can make such a difference, I'm just elated to think that when I refer, I'm going to be using um, Sharon's expertise to say, hey, I really like this person according to her name or his name, is this the person that's going to work best with this person? And I, I just think that's going to be an exciting connection and collaboration for me. You know what? Yeah, but they I can lie to us. You know, that we have to get birth certificates and whatnot. <laughs> to make sure they give us the right names. That's another thing, right? I, um, they must be able to hide their names. No, you really can't because you got whatever name you got your license under. And I have done oh, that. Oh, got it. Okay, for, okay. That's even yeah. better. All right. Yeah, Thank and you. I've done that for different people, Pauline, that like yeah, are moving from one state to another state and they don't know anybody in that state. I always say, where are you moving? Then I go online and I look up all the relatives' names that are around where they want to move. And then I've told them, oh, this is the relative you want. And like, for an example, in Hendersonville, North Carolina, I don't know anyone. But I'll tell you, there's one relative down there named Jason and and. Over the last two years, I've referred three clients to him. I'm not a relator, but I've had three of my clients say we're moving to Hendersonville, North Carolina, who's a good relator. And I thought I already did all the work for the first one. I know he's wonderful and everybody so far has loved him. You know, he has no idea that that's how he's getting those clients. <laughs> oh, that's that's so yeah, interesting, Sharon. Question, you should get you, know you should get your real estate market, license. You know, like tiny, <laughs> tiny homes. Is that a good market? Say that again. Tiny homes. They call it tiny homes where it's just a small square footage. Oh, you know, that's a a niche, too. There is definitely there is definitely training out there with some of the bigger brokerages that are discussing tiny homes. Um, I haven't okay, gotten uh, quite into that element. Um, I I talk about um, what I go out and educate um, individuals on the p- 
parents, the baby boomers and their parents, is getting rid of that large, high-maintenance home into a smaller, more manageable space where you can save time, effort, energy, and money. Um, I haven't gotten them quite adapted from the large home to a tiny home, so I kind of have a stop in the middle at a small, manageable home. <laughs> but there is definitely that niche that's out there. Thank you. Thank you for your questions. Yeah, thanks, Pauline. Again, if you have questions, the number is 888-627-6008. Now, as much as Tamisa is an expert in real estate, we all want to know, how did you get so well known? You are on television. How do you pitch if somebody's just starting out with their niche wherever and they would like to get well known? You are everywhere. I have seen you all different kinds of places. You even had your picture on that big NASDAQ board, you know, that big thing in New York City where you're just booming and larger than life. And you have just been everywhere. And I mean, I've I've seen your picture with Dr. Oz. I've seen uh, with Suzanne Summers. I'm trying to think of Ice-T and Coco. I mean, I have seen you with so many people and you are really out there. So if somebody wants to get out there like you have done, what are some of the first things that you think would be wise for them to do? Well, first of all, I think you have to uh, put down in writing what you're looking to do for yourself, for your plan for the future. It, it, it all starts with a thought. But I believe that that thought needs to be put down in writing, and then that needs to be nurtured. But I would say connect with groups, organizations, and I have never, ever cared to be a networker. I've had more fun networking since the COVID because you can do it on Zoom. (laughs) And that's really a shame. But there are a lot of networking events especially now on Zoom. Um, But when we go back live and we can get, you know, have live uh, functions, any kind of networking source resource within your area and within other areas where there are um, icons, people that have been in the business that have um, a lot of people love to do joint venture uh, summits, And if you can get connected to any of those, I would say get connected. Most of them are free opportunities in the beginning. You might get to find out which of the 10 or 12 uh, experts or keynotes that they have on to talk and and, um, give you a, you know, a briefing about what they do and how they do it, you might connect with some that you feel most uh, aligned with and and follow them or reach out to them in any kind of um, email messaging or any way. Most of the time in the summit, they're going to give you their contact information and how to reach them. And then just start aligning with those people in the um, Google people that are in um, are influencers in the area that you like and connect with them on all the social medias. And, you know, I fought all the social media stuff forever thinking, that's just not me. I don't want to go there. But you need to be there because that's where they all are. So it's it's going to Instagram and following, um, like I'll follow um, Tipa Snow, who's not a realtor, but she works with uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. And I work with a lot of seniors that either have one um, – spouse or the other is suffering with it or has 
suffered with it. And so I follow her for any kind of guidance and inspiration I can get from her. And but but really connecting to the influencers, people that are top in their industry, especially if it's an industry you want to be in, and find it in the media sections. Those that are offering opportunities to speak, op- opportunities to get on a podcast or a radio show or a TV segment, um, that's where I connected um, in, in a group called CEO Space way back when. Um, it was tens of thousands of people from across the country, and it's just staying connected with those that um, can offer some opportunities. And recently, I've connected with... Um, Forbes Riley, who has been around for decades in the home shopping network uh, for pitching for um, um, Jack LaLanne and Jake (laughs) by body. Pardon me? I said, and she's pitched for every kind of product underneath the sun. She's fabulous at it. She's fabulous. And um, I know everyone can reach out to you, Sharon, to get any contact or information to kind of connect with her. But uh, she's a she's just a, a lightning bolt. And just the connections and the collaborations of people she knows and where she can um, hook you up is is key. It really is getting out there in the spaces and saying hello and having having your little I don't know. I don't want to call it an elevator pitch, but just basically who you are and what you're all about in a nutshell. Um, Nobody likes to, I used to kind of just vomit on everybody, all the stuff I wanted to tell them, you know, (laughs) and then I realized that (laughs) well, they're bored in two seconds. So I had to kind of succinctly come up with what works to um, engage someone to want to be with me. I start out with a smile. (laughs) That's my first thing. And then if we can find some common denominator to laugh about, then it's easier to um, then step, step into how can I help? and how can I serve you? But anywhere you can be of service to people, um, go out and do that. Um, connect anywhere online, um, in, in your local areas. But that's where I started, just kind of connecting with others that I saw in the media and getting aligned with them and getting invitations to join them. And I'll tell you just a quick funny story. I don't mean to take up all the time here talking, but a funny story about the Jumbotron in in, um, Times Square. I was on that the day I spoke at uh, NASDAQ, and I have a little seven-year-old granddaughter that last summer I said to her, you need to come out and visit Grandma Zona all by yourself next summer. And she goes, oh, no, Grandma Zona, I'm going east next year. And I'm thinking, what does a six, seven-year-old know about east, west, north, south? But I go, what does that mean? And she goes, oh, I want to go to New York and see you on that big building. (laughs) Like, I'm still there. (laughs) But I thought, boy, I've even impacted a little six, seven-year-old. And (laughs) And she wants to go see me on that bulletin board. But those connections, whether you do it once, twice, once you get involved in it, you continue because it just is people get to know you, they see you, they want to, you know, connect with you. And the opportunities are there. So I have not regretted one bit stepping out of my comfort zone and um, getting more in the public eye. And I was going to say for Pauline, who just called, you know, you've got a sense of humor. You can use it just like Tomisa is fun, you know, and that always is attractive to other people. The minute you can be fun, you know, and you don't take things so seriously and yet you're still educated and you still, you know, can give answers and provide service. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It's so, all about lightening. It's all about lightening up and whatever service you're doing and providing, because I do see and I, I see this in as people age, they get they're not only getting I mean, age is not an option, but getting old is that's all in your heart <laughs> and your mind. And so yes. I don't care how old you are. You have to keep that childlike attitude and the excitement of what you're doing and why you can be of benefit and what services you have that are helpful in serving people. But you got to keep it so, uh, and I don't mean childlike in, in an um, uninformed or um, not a professional manner. It's you just have to keep the levity of it um, because people are so serious nowadays. <laughs> you <gotta> lighten up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I think you attract more business to you when you have fun, because then people go, oh, I had such a good time with her. I'd like to be with her again. I agree. When when you see someone sitting in a an area or even if they sound depressed when you talk to them on the phone. And I had a, I had a, this was another quick story. My oldest son had asthma and he, and I know he suffered with that. I know it was difficult, but every morning he'd come in for breakfast and I'd go, Hey, good morning. How are you? And he'd go into this I don't know. I didn't sleep so well and I don't feel so good. And I just went, Oh my gosh, every single morning, this poor child. And we did everything we could to make his asthma better. And, and he wasn't that horribly bad with it. It was just, he had become this depressed child that it, 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 just resonated out of his voice and his behavior and his body language. And so, uh, one day I was talking to, well, I was listening to a thing with um, Dobson, Dr. Dobson. I can't remember the name of that guy. James he Dobson. Speaks, yes, James yes. Dobson. And and he was telling a story about how someone had, uh, someone in their family was always like, man, poor me, blah, blah, blah. And he said, what you do is once they respond like that, you answer back, oh, I'm so sorry, you don't feel good. What can I do? And <laughs> And you just kind of mimic them, which, you know, not in fun, but yet they get to hear themselves. And it took two mornings for my son to go, Mom, stop it. Knock it off. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, oh, is that disturbing you? And yeah, it's really annoying. And I go, well, that's kind of how you sound every day. So he literally, you know, it came back at him and he got rid of that. But who wants to be around that person if you're happy and joyful? And I mean, we have a lot to be grateful and have joy in our lives. We don't have to look too far often, um, but we tend to get more burdened with the misery and the depression and now loneliness and isolation. Um, we just got to get above it. And I, I, I know that's easier said than done sometimes, but. I've fought it in my lifetime, and I know it can be done. Well, it's it's amazing how well you've done that. And I know that people that have a U in their name, it's easier for them. Or if they have an E in their name, it's easier for them. Now, I'm talking about the first name, guys. I'm not talking about the last name. If it comes in the last name, other people have to crank you up and get you started. And then you've got that sense of humor, and you can play and have fun. And I know that in my birth name, I had no E's and no U's. And I was so serious that when my aunt said to me, you have got to lighten up. And she gave me this book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And she said, mm. you've got to get yourself a sense of humor. You are way too serious. And I watched a boy named David. And he was in all of my classes. 
and this was ninth grade, and he knew just when to laugh, and everybody adored David. So I thought, if I laugh every time David laughs, after a while, I'll figure out what we're laughing at and about. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's, that's funny in itself. <laughs> so I went very seriously in my technique to say, okay, I've got to study humor. Well, the funniest part was in 10th grade, we became best friends, really good friends, because we both had the same sense of humor. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so cute. I love that story. But, you know, um, contag- uh, laughter and smiling is contagious. And if depression and misery is contagious, which would you choose? You know, I mean, choose the one that's more fun. And, you know, we look younger when we laugh, I think. I have a lot of crow's feet from laughing, but, hey, I'm always laughing, so nobody can really see them. (laughs) (laughs) That's really great. If I have have a still face, then they'll go, wow, you got some wrinkles going on there. But, hey, I'm just going to keep on laughing, and it'll, it'll just look part of, like, that's, you know, just because I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it because our eyes do crinkle up when we laugh. You know, all you have mm-hmm. to do, I know that you're gorgeous, but all you have to do is gain a little weight and then it puffs all that out. You don't need Botox or anything. The fat does it for you. <laughs> well, I'm, I I don't do blood or needles, so I'm going to tell you there won't be ever be Botox. So if uh, <laughs> if there's something else that can plump up the wrinkles, then I'm good with that. But uh, COVID <laughs> put a couple of, you know, a little extra pounds on me, but not in the right spot. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I think a lot of people are, are challenged with extra pounds because of COVID. I want to go back to smart sizing because you okay. do a one-stop relocation planning. And this is an idea for the relatives out there, but it's also an idea for anybody that's in any field. How can you become the one stop? You know, how much can mm-hmm. you expand your services so that they want to keep coming back to you because they like the first thing and you offer a second or a third thing? So talk to mm-hmm. us about all the different things that you do for seniors. Okay. Well, I did put a course together for realtors because what I do is unique and different. And um, there are so many people, no matter what age someone is, there's a process to moving. There's a process to deciding that you want to move and where do you start and what is the step-by-step plan. Um, in in my senior aspect of it, it there's just a little bit more of a, a, a nurturing and a compassion and an understanding for that person that's been in a home 30, 40 years, and they have accumulated so much stuff. And that is the first um, paralysis, if you will, that the seniors have. They know they're living in a home that is large, high maintenance, costing them lots of money. It, you know, it may be breaking down and they're having repairs. Um, they've got yard maintenance. They may have a pool. Um, all of that is consuming their time, effort, and energy. And once they get past how do I get started to even think of moving out of this large home, then they open their minds to it's possible because there is a strategic customized plan for each individual. And that's where I start with people from consultation to close of escrow and everything in between. So if somebody just wants to kind of... Dip their, dip their toes in the water of what if I thought about moving? Where do I start? I love to go have a consultation with them. Um, it's complimentary, no obligation, but it just opens their mind to the fact that it can be done, and we do it in little chunks, and we do it strategically. And the biggest um, 
the biggest element of their for them to overcome is their stuff. Stuff is accumulated for years. A lot of people are attached to it sentimentally for some reason or another. And what I typically do on the first consultation is walk through someone's home with them and ask them about anything in that room. What in this room has a story or attached to it or a feeling or desire or reason you cannot walk away from it? And usually it's just one or two items. And I always carry a roll of blue tape with me because that's my um, blue tape indicates what's going with you if we move, if you move. And so I'll mark that with blue tape. And um, and, and we go from room to room. And, and then at the end of it, I say, you know, we're going to capture your essence before we decide to uproot you from this space and put you in another one. Your story, your essence goes with you. And I think the fear of losing their essence is the first thing um, that they have to overcome and they go, wow, okay, I'm taking all these things that have story and we're, we're making sure we get a place where they fit. And then it's starting each room at a time. I always tell people to start in the least uh, emotional space, which could be a laundry room. Uh, for women, it could be the garage. Men, that's not that's that's not an um, an unemotional place because they have a lot of uh, thoughts and feelings in their garages. But um, to start in in just one space and do one drawer at a time, one closet at a time, and just go through and take out the duplicates. You can make a game with eliminating extra stuff and do it in a process that is more fun. And one of the things I always tell people to do is for 30 days, um, decide you're going to throw one thing out on day one. On day two, you're throwing two things out. On day three, you're throwing three things out. And by the time you hit 30, you're hit, you've thrown out about 500 items, <laughs> if you will. And it starts to be fun. And when you realize that moving may not be as you know, detrimental and dramatic as it could be, then it's easier to handle. Now, I did grow up an Air Force brat, and moving around the country or across the street is, or or even across the world, is no, it's really no big deal to me, but I understand it to be huge for others. And I'm used to being purging along the way. But if you've not purged along the way, it's just getting an organized strategic plan for, and, and I bring in organizers. It used to take a village to raise us. Now it takes a team. It's, it's a team of organizers, sorters, packers, unpackers, liquidators, estate sale people, um, fina- uh, financial planners, elder law attorneys. Move, it, there's a whole team of people, and I typically manage all of that. I am a senior move manager in addition to um, being a realtor, and all that is just laid out step by step. And we just we just start chipping away at the, the plan, and suddenly, before you know it, it's all done, and it's a breath of fresh air. It really is. And some of the things, stuff-related, um, that people are hanging on to, I tell them in the beginning, if you think your kids want this uh, and you're hanging on to it to give to your children, I just want to alert you. I don't want to inform you, but I want to alert you to the fact they may not want it. So don't be surprised when 
they come and, you know, pick and choose or you send pictures and they say, no, I don't want this. Um, but you've been hauling it around and keeping it for 30, 40 years <laughs> and they don't want it. So don't be surprised by that. <laughs> you know, that's, that is uh, really that's some... interesting that you've said that. Just let me interject for a second here. Because before I moved to Idaho from Texas, where both of my kids were in the same place with me, I said, go through the house and tell me what you want so that as I move around, I don't get rid of it. Tell me what you Mm -hmm. want. So they went through the house and they told me what they wanted. And then I said, take it now. I don't need to move. Well, it. and you know, Sharon, that's so important because I would rather see, and I tell my um, clients this all the time. I'd rather see, and I'm. If you think about it, you would too. Rather see people enjoy what you wanted to give them while you're alive, so that you can watch and enjoy them enjoy it instead of giving it to them when you're gone. And then there's the sadness that's attached to it because I just got this from mom or dad and they're gone. Um, so it's really huge, even if it's just a friend that you're going, you know, one of these days I'm going to label this for her and she'll get it when I'm gone. Give it to her to enjoy or him to enjoy while you're here. Watch them enjoy it. And then you're not burdened with just maintaining it or keeping it. And if there's a crisis, and somebody has to come in and take care of all of your stuff. Typically, it is the children. And that's one of the things I get choked up when I talk about this, because it still bothers me that my family made all the mistakes, and we didn't have that aging process planned out. And if we had, things would have been labeled, things would have been sorted through, things would have been easier for me and my sister when it's all over with my parents for us to come in and go through their their stuff if they had done some of it first. But the worst thing you can leave your kids is that duty to sort through all your stuff because they don't know the story behind it. They don't know why you had it. And to me, it was hard for me to discard things that I it looked like my folks had had for years. And I'm like, there's a reason they had this, but I don't know the reason. And to toss it, uh, it just broke my heart. So do yourself a favor and your kids a favor and get this process done. Whether you're going to move or not, get it done within the home you live in now because it's so much easier later on, especially on the kids. And we never want to burden our kids, but we tend to do that with all that stuff we leave behind. But um, the plan, the strategic plan, and everybody's is different. You customize it for somebody's financial, their variables they need, the um, the health issues they may have. A lot of people may age in place. A lot of people need a designer to come in and, and you know modify things so they can age in place, especially if they have health issues. So there's so much can be done if you just sit down and work with an expert that can say, hey, here's all the things to look at. And I always say to people, if you don't know if this is for you and you need help, If you can answer yes to one of these questions, then you may want to contact someone and say, hey, let's have a conversation about it. If does your does your home does maintaining your home take too much time and energy? Do you want to reduce your household expenses? Would you like to live closer to shopping, dining or more? and amenities mainly, doctors, offices and that kind of thing. Do you feel isolated from friends and family? 
And would you like a more social lifestyle? If you can answer yes to at least one of those, it's worth contacting somebody to say, hey, how do I have a conversation? Who do I call to have that conversation? And I'm happy to field any of those calls for any of your listeners. And, um, you know, if I can find the person for them and their location, or if I can guide them in any way, I will be more than happy to do that. As a senior move manager, that is a national association, and we have collaborated partners uh, and certified partners across the the globe as well as in real estate. So we got everybody covered (laughs) if they just want (laughs) to step up and say, hey, I'm ready. (laughs) Now, Tomisa has two websites. She has one that's called Leiden Senior Pathways. It's L-Y-D-O-N Senior Pathways. I love that website, by the way. I went through it, and I thought, this is so great. And then she has one that's just her first name. It's Tomisa.com. It's like Thomas almost. (laughs) Um, It's T-H-O-M-E-S-A, Tomisa.com. And that's a new one. I'm not sure if it's quite up and running yet. I know you're in the transition of going between two, just like I am. Um, Mm -hmm. Mine, the name lady, should be up sometime next week. Um, It is. It it is up and running. It just doesn't have everything loaded onto it. Uh, All my, you know, YouTube stuff isn't there. But then my Leiden Senior Pathways, I haven't updated all the media on that as well either. But both of them give you all kinds of information. And I do have a text number that if somebody does need some help, if you don't mind me sharing this, if they if they text smart, the word smart is S-M-A-R-T, to this number. It's, it's, a, it's, it's not my cell number. It's just a controlled number that I can immediately get to you to get some help to you. Um, it's not an emergency number, but it is just to give you some, some tips and some information. The number is 602-456-5500. Okay, so I'm just going to remind everybody that always my guests' information, how to get in touch with them, the correct spelling of websites, I will put this on there too, is always on the day that I have them as a guest. So if you went to knowthename.com, you go to Thursday, September 17th, and then you just click on it. You can see uh, Tomisa's bio and her websites, and now you'll be able to see to text SMART to this number and also where the show will be archived that you can just click on and oh. listen to it later. So that's well, are you so there. efficient? <laughs> it makes it easy if you, you know. It does. <laughs> and I'm always reachable on my phone. I always answer it unless I'm with the client. And my phone number, you'll put that on there too. You have my cell, so you can put that on there as well. Um, but I have been putting together a senior resource library that I'm getting um, two industries per zip code two people per industry per zip code to put into one location for anyone across the country if they need any kind of service that's related to seniors or or products related to seniors, um, they can go and search it on this one platform. So that's something I'm in the midst of preparing uh, or or, uh, getting finished now. Um, But that's going to be, you know, that's going to be very helpful. Navigating the senior industry has been one of the probably the most disjointed 
um, industries I found. And, and a lot of people are like, where do I go? How do I do it? Who do I talk to? And I, I'm putting that resource library together um, so that people can just go to one place and figure it out. <laughs> Oh, it can I be helpful. What a great idea. That thing's going to be so thick. You know, you, are it you going to do it by state it and then be. cities in between? You may want to do little mini books on each state or each region. Ah, pretty, pretty smart thinking there. Yes, ma'am. You know, I mean, otherwise, I think that thing's going to be too heavy for seniors to carry around to look. <laughs> no, this is going to be digital. It's going to be oh, digital. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, library as in our new language and digital. So it will be, and and um, on the Tamisa.com website, I believe it has um, the site to click on for the Senior Resource Library that's in the process of being built, but you can still get on there. But anyone, if anyone, the listeners know anyone that has a brand, is an entrepreneur, has services, products, or any um, services, especially for seniors, um, and want to be on that website, just have them reach out to me because I'm putting, again, two people two pe- people per industry per zip code across the country, and it will be just all on your phone, on an app. That is so cool. What a fabulous idea and what a fabulous way to serve seniors. And, and that's what COVID did to me while I sit, sat around going, what can I do? I can't help my seniors. They're all isolated. I'm isolated. I'm stuck. What can we do? So that is when I began working on that. And, it, it, again, it's a work in progress, and it'll constantly um, be – I'll be adding to it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to throw that out there right now, even though it's a little premature. But I'm happy to throw that out there because it is – It's um, people don't know where to go. But I will tell everyone in every state in our country, and I know you're in a lot of different countries, so it may not apply everywhere, but in the United States, almost every uh, city has an aging, an area, let's see, it's AAA, it's Agency on Aging, Um, Area Agency on Aging. I don't know why I I struggle to get that AAA out, but it's an area agency on aging. And if you Google that or just try to look that up, you'll have that in almost every state. And it's it's worth kind of looking into, especially uh, if you're in a crisis. I I believe my whole mission to my madness is to educate and empower baby boomers and their parents so they don't have a crisis. I want people to have a plan in place. The plan can make the biggest difference in the world. And with my parents not having the least plan in place and that late transition, late in life transition during a crisis, put my dad in his grave and landed my mom in memory care. And I don't want that to happen to anyone else. There's a way to prevent it. And it's time to step into it now if you're 60 and over. So, you have that strategic plan, but you have like periods behind every letter. So does PLAN stand for something, P-L-A-N? It does. It's an acronym for, um, because a plan is essential. So prepare in advance. Basically, that is talking to getting your facts, your figures, and your documents before you need them. And the facts are how much is your property worth, how much is your um your portfolio worth, what kind of um, 
place could you be living in? Can you stay where you are? Do you need um, a smaller space because your equity from your large home, you can get a smaller home and, and then hire in-home care? So planning, preparing in advance for those elements of what's the value of each space, how much money do you have, and where do you need to look for your future living space, plus having all of those documents, powers of attorney, not just a general POA, but powers of attorney that um, um, with medical and even if you have a, a do a living will or living trust, L is let your desires be known. Your children and your family are not mind readers. They don't know what you see for yourself in, in the next few years. So lay it out for them and tell them, this is what I want to do. And if they can help you facilitate it, they will. And then A is acknowledge the safety concerns. Falling is the number one accident for seniors, and national statistics show that one in two people that fall, that have a serious fall, one of them will die in the first 12 months because they start to decline after a fall. So, Okay, now I don't want to hear that right after I fell and smashed my arm. <laughs> I, I, I really, I know that. I, I really felt that. My gut hurt when I heard you fell because that is, you know, falling hazards, it's, it's inclines, it's, it's uneven or unlevel surfaces, it's throw rugs, it's any little safety concern that, it, it, you know, maybe stacks of magazines, stacks of things that you don't think are in the way, but if you trip on them and you have a fall, they can be nasty. But, uh, you know, 30 million seniors fall every year, and a lot of them are very, very, very serious falls. And then A of N is never, never give up that youthful heart and mind. You've got to keep a good attitude. You've got to lighten up, and you've got to just laugh and dance and cut up as much as you can because aging, again, is not an option, but getting old is. So don't let your heart and mind get old. So, Tomisa, do, this, do your seniors laugh that they got a senior taking care of them? Oh, that is so funny you asked that. Uh, <laughs> I have a little story. Um, during co Just when COVID came and uh, we were all kind of on our lockdown status, I called all my clients and potential clients that I knew I'd been working with, but we hadn't locked in anything yet. I started calling them all and saying, hey, what can I do for you? Give me a shopping list. Let me help you. Let me do whatever, you know, I can do for you. Um, and let's get you, you know, safely in place if you're going to have to stay there for a while. And I, I called this one lady and she just started laughing at me and I'm going, what is so funny? And she said, oh, honey, you're one of us. People should be calling you to help you. <laughs> My jaw dropped at first, and I went, how do I respond to that? And I said, you know, um, I am one. Of, I am 67, so I am one of them. However, I said to her, I said, yeah, but you know I'm a recycled teenager. I'm not just your average senior. <laughs> I act and feel like I'm a recycled teenager because I mentally tell myself that. And at the age of 18, I decided I didn't want to get any older, so I just decided mentally I wasn't. So physically I am and mentally my kids are more mature than I am and I'm okay with that. <laughs> when but, my son yeah. turned 37, um, I looked at 37 him and I said, is your age? No, no, no. I, when, when my son turned 37, oh. I looked at him and I said, how did you get older than me? <laughs> <laughs> how did that happen? 
And he goes, Man, Mom, how did that happen? Can't take 37 to stay at because that's the number I was going to take. And I said, okay, mm. fine. It will be brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I tell my kids all the time, I quit at 18. And they go, yeah, Ma, you, you kind of act like, like it sometimes. And they go, but that's okay with me. I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm good with that. Well, that was the number my dad had picked. And then he hit 37 for the 37th time. Every year he would tell us, well, I'm 37 for the first time. I'm 37 for the second time. I'm 37 for the, you know. And then after he got to 37, he goes, I think I need to start over again. (laughs) That is so funny. But, you know, it's the energy we put out there and the the places we step into of that energy that make us be and feel like, we're there. We're in that age bracket. We don't have to get old and, you know, we don't have to get as old as our chronological number makes us. And I know a lot of people do have health issues that kind of, you know, can, can play havoc in some of that. But it is totally the energy you put out to the universe, the t- self-talk you have about, I'm going to feel great this morning when I get up and just start stepping into all of that because it makes a difference. It does. And it's kind of like, oh, I don't feel good today. (laughs) So, you know, talk back to yourself in that same tone of voice and see how quickly you get sick of hearing yourself. Talk to yourself like that. (laughs) You'll change quickly. (laughs) Again, if you would like to contact uh, Tomisa, she's got two websites, Tomisa.com. It's T-H-O-M-E-S-A.com. And LeidenSeniorPathways.com, and Leiden is L-Y-D-O-N for SeniorPathways.com, and Pathways is plural. Also, um, you could text the word SMART to 602-456-1976. And, you know, I've already got that on the calendar for you in case you need to, you know, to say, oh, I couldn't write it down yet. I can go to KnowTheName.com. Go to the schedule page. Just look up the 17th of September. It's right there for you. Everything that you would need to know about Tamisa. Tamisa, I want to thank you so much for coming and sharing your time and all of your knowledge with my listeners and myself. It's been such a pleasure to have you on with me. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate them listening. And if there is anything I can do, uh, you've got all the contact information. So I'm just happy to help where I can. And serve as needed. So thank you a lot for having me this evening. And I, I've listened to your shows before, so I love your guests and, and uh, I feel honored to be one of them. Oh, bless you. Okay, next week, we have Sherry Edwards coming back on with us. If you will remember, Sherry Edwards can hear, listen to your tone of voice and let you know what's, what's wrong with you health-wise. She has done a lot of studies. She has freebies on her website where you can talk into it and then it gives you a report back. But she's going to be online talking to us about what's happening in health around the United States right now. And also you can call in and ask questions. The other thing I want to let you know is I know that normally on Thursdays you get a newsletter and I've been getting them short and short and maybe this one's a little bit longer because I'm getting a little bit better with my left hand. But this Saturday... I am going to be on at 3.30 with Alicia Corey on Facebook. And she was Miss Florida. And we're going to have an interesting, very short 20-minute talk. If you'd like to listen to that, that was in your newsletter, how to do that in various ways. But the other thing I want to say is 
I'm going to put out a special little newsletter. I have been collecting from different people the freebies that they have to offer and things that can be of benefit for you, like Tom Palladino's from last uh, Thursday's um, interview. You know, you can get on his website and get a free month of scalar treatments or scalar waves going to help you sleep better and improve your health. And that's absolutely free. There's a lot of freebies. Sherry's got a freebie for you next week. And I've just put together a whole list of freebies or very low expenditures. Okay. So like Forbes Riley to get online with her and just get motivated and just get ready to go out there and face the world and sparkle while you're doing it. Hers is $19. So it's like, it's so minimal that you don't want to miss it. And I've got that almost all figured out. So that's going to be coming out to you. Um, I'm going to put it out actually on Sunday because by then I'll have it done and more people have time on Sunday to read it and then take action. So you can be looking forward to that on Sunday morning. And again, thank you so much for joining us on Know the Name, Know the Answers. This is your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, signing off. <music>